This is episode 647 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. On today's podcast, I'll be discussing EDC, Everyday Carry. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is usually an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, this episode is sponsored by the exclusive Prepper Website email group, which allows you to communicate with other preppers right from your email. You don't have to worry about your every link, click, or word being tracked by social media. This email group resides on the same servers as Prepper Website, so you know you can trust it. Other benefits include members-only videos, periodic webinars, and online meetups. This is a great value for $20 a year. For more information, visit PrepperWebsite.net or click the link in the show notes. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast episode. I'm glad that you can be here. Hey, had a great week. I hope you had a great week as well, kicking off another week as we're going in to uh, this, this crazy world that we're living in. Uh, started off this, you know, most of you know that I record the episodes on Sunday and I try to do them a little bit earlier on Sunday. I'm recording this one really late on Sunday evening. My parents came over, did a little bit of barbecuing, uh, kind of hung out. Uh, my wife was doing my mom's hair, uh, you know, doing the color and all that good stuff. And dad and I got to watch uh, Last Blood, uh, you know, the last Rambo movie. Well, maybe it's the last Rambo movie. I don't know. Uh, there might be another one, you know, when he's in uh, in a wheelchair or whatever. But, uh, you know, it was a good movie. A lot of crazy, crazy stuff going on in there. But it was good to be able to hang out with my parents and spend some time. And uh, I hope you are, even in this crazy world that we are living in, that you are enjoying life as much as you can and uh, enjoying the people that are important to you. Hey, I want to just give a shout out to Chris Cog. Uh, left a five-star review on iTunes for the podcast, and it says exactly the info that I want to help with my prepping. Just left a five-star review because this is exactly what I need to help me grow with preparedness. It's Father's Day, and I want others to know the valuable info I get when I listen. I don't have hours to sit and read on the website. I can listen while my hands are busy with all my chores. Thank you very much for sharing this information in a podcast format that I always have time for. Chris, thanks so much for leaving that review. Greatly helps. And especially coming off of last week when I shared that that other review that someone else left and uh, he was just like, you know, all he's doing is reading reading articles. I really appreciate that. I, I received other emails, not in I guess in, in review format, you know, on iTunes or, or something else, but people just sent me emails and they were like, Hey Todd, we really appreciate what you're doing. Keep it up. Uh, you're right. I don't have time to sit down and read a bunch of articles, but I can listen to podcasts. And so, you know, it makes me feel good to be able to, to see something like that. And then again, it helps when other people are looking for preparedness information and they're hitting iTunes or any of the other podcast networks that were out there and they see a good review. So thank you so much, Chris, for dropping that review on iTunes. I greatly appreciate it. I wanted to take a little bit of a break talking about all the crazy coronavirus stuff. And, you know, it's like you can always talk about that and you could talk about wherever you sit on what side of the fence you are with mask, not the mask. Uh, is it a control? Is it not a control? Is it, you know, all the other stuff? And then you got the economy that's going on. You got the riots and the protests. And I, I wanted to just do a, just a preparedness podcast. And I wanted to dive into everyday carry. It's one of the things that really affects every person who wants to live a preparedness lifestyle, uh, whether you want to or not. There are things that you carry every single day, even if it's just your cell phone. You are every day carrying that or EDCing that. And so I wanted to discuss that a little bit. I wanted to look at some scenarios also, but talk a little bit about some uh, just some general principles uh, about everyday carry and uh, some basics. And again, like I said, look at some scenarios and hopefully this could be very beneficial to you. Those of you that are uh, out there that are new to preparedness, because I know there's a, a lot of you that are new, especially with the whole you know, craziness that we see, there's a lot of articles that are being shared out. 
and people are being turned on to preparedness and the prepper lifestyle. And, and you know, that's one of those labels that uh, a lot of us who've been in the preparedness community for a while, we really hate. Uh, but it's like for a lack of a better term, you know, we use self-reliant a lot. Uh, but for those of us who are self-reliant, those of us who are preppers, those of us who want to survive and thrive and what, what, however you want to throw it, you know, throw those labels around, um, you know, everyday carry is a part of what we do. And it's important because it makes our life a little bit easier. And there's always something that we can have with us that can help out. And the thing that I really want to drive home here, though, is for those of you that are new or even those of you that have been going at it for a while, a lot of the times when you see things on social media, you'll see like a photo dump or you see, I see this all the time on Instagram. And I got to tell you, man, I deleted my Instagram. I think it was like a year. I didn't look at Instagram at all. And Facebook had just really got on my nerves and the whole Instagram thing. But for work, I, I need to have Instagram because I am a part of my responsibility in, in uh, one of the, the groups that I'm in is to upload to our social media account. And I absolutely hate it, but I had to be able to do it from my phone. I've automated as much as I could. And, you know, I have software that I can automate a lot of that. But for Instagram, I needed to be able to finally make that, that, that push that button that finally uh, would make it go over there, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. And so with that, um, the, the crazy thing is that Instagram remembers all your accounts. So if you log into one or you download the app, you, you log into the others. And so uh, like I've mentioned before, one of the things uh, that I've been doing on Instagram, and I, I've, I've shared out a couple of things that I have done on uh, a prepper website or whatever, but uh, I've been sharing out a lot more about the gospel. And uh, that's, that's one of the things that, uh, can, you know what, can I take a little detour here? That's one of the things that is on my heart so much is to have other people just think about where their relationship with God is. And I received an email this weekend after the Saturday prep. If you're not receiving the Saturday prep, you get that when you join the email list. Not not the email group that is a $20 membership, but the email list. And so anybody can join that. That's free. But I send out the Saturday prep. And in it, I sent off a, uh, there was a, a thing by Martin Armstrong in this person had just, and I, I don't believe they listened to the podcast uh, because I think if they would have listened to the podcast, they would have heard me talk about you know this this in in the past. But it was like Todd, you know, you know that thing about the election and Donald Trump and all that kind of stuff, and and you know that that really was uh, something that 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 really kind of bothered me. And uh, you know when you talk about faith and you talk or you talk about God and guns and politics, it really whittles down your preparedness. And my thing is, you know, preparedness for me, I wouldn't be in preparedness if it wasn't for my faith. That's where it all started. And I don't even really remember if I've talked about that before on the podcast and really have shared that out. I know that I've done it on other podcasts and, and uh, other interviews. I don't know if I fully gave that whole the whole story here on this podcast, but I really wouldn't even be in it if it wasn't for faith and where I felt the Lord was leading me. And so, to that person, you know, they were very kind as far as the way that they wrote it. I've received other emails before in the past that were really rude and other comments and things like that. And so I responded back as, as nicely as I as, as I could. But I mean, to me, it's like my faith is part of it. It's going to be part of the, the website. It's going to be part of the email. It's going to be part of the podcast. It's going to be part of it. And so hopefully you can take, and my, my big thing to, to him was, hopefully you could t- extract the important things of preparedness that are important to you and leave everything else. And I, and that was one of the things that I told him about when I started in, uh, started in preparedness and started prepper website, I would go to websites and they would say things that I did not agree with. And I would even link to things that I did not agree with. There were times where I would, uh, I have linked to two opposing views on the same day, uh, you know, with the same topic on, on prepper website because what I want is to get that information out there and people then make those decisions for themselves. But I made the decision a long time ago. It's like, I'm not going to be so worried as about this person's politics or about this person's religion. Uh, I'm going to be more, you know, I want to share the preparedness aspect of it. And I want to look beyond all that and see the preparedness. And so that's, that was my main thrust of the email in response to him. 
is hopefully you can take the important pieces of preparedness and all the other stuff is like, okay, hey, just leave it and go. And and hope the problem is that's not where we, we're at in society. And, you know, it's like we, we see something like, oh my gosh, I got to respond to this. I got to say something. And believe me, I feel it too sometimes. It's very hard for me to be on some of the social media platforms. And I can't even tell you how many responses or how many things that I have started writing. I'm like, nope, delete, delete, delete. Because for social media, for me, I want to just share the gospel. And that's where, that's what I'm, uh, that, that's what I'm focusing on as far as social media is. And so, uh, you know, all of these things are, are part of it. So those of you that are coming to, uh, you're new to preparedness or you've been hanging out for a while. You know, one of the things about about this is that we we see things online we see pictures we see posts and going back to the instagram this happens on instagram all the time see I mean, i'm just chasing rabbits all over the place as people will do an everyday carry photo dump or an edc photo dump and basically it's like okay this is what i'm carrying today they snap a picture put it up there and it's always like a cool firearm a cool knife some leather something or other and people look at that and like wow that's cool everyday carry and then they start to say, okay, that's what I need to do. And that's not where you really need to, to be going. We need to really be able to make our own decisions and figure out what we need to do and what we need to carry for ourselves. So I want to look at some general principles here of everyday carry. I want to talk about some basic things that you might consider carrying, although you need to, again, like I'm going to say this multiple times, adjust it for yourself and then look at some scenarios and some considerations. So let's go ahead and jump into this. This is not an article. This is just uh, a lot of things that I have prepared. And, uh, you know, these, these three things, general principles, basic things to carry, and then also some scenarios. So let's go ahead and jump in. So everyday carry general principle number one is you need to carry what is right for you. Now, I've already alluded to this. I've already mentioned this, but this is really important. You don't want to copy someone's everyday carry. You don't want to look at a photo dump. You don't want to get on a forum or uh, an article. And because this person says you need to carry this, then you carry all of that stuff that that person carries. Everybody's situation is going to be different. And you need to carry what is exactly right for you. So don't copy someone else's EDC because it looks good on the internet. Think about what you really use and not what you think you might need during the apocalypse. Because I think that's what happens a lot of the times is we start thinking about the zombie apocalypse. So we start talking about, you know, start thinking about, oh my gosh, I, I read a, some dystopian novel and, you know, the, the pandemic has caused everybody to, you know, kill each other and blah, 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 and all this other kind of stuff. And so, you know, what would I need in that kind of scenario? And that's not what you, you really want to focus your everyday carry on. You want to think about what you really use and not what you think you might need during the apocalypse. My thing is, is I, I don't like carrying a lot of things in my pocket. And so uh, I'm going to be jumping around a little bit because I'm already kind of jumping into something else. But for me, I don't want to carry more stuff that I don't have to carry. And so, you know, that's that's important for me is to carry what I really need. And over the years, I have had stuff like in my backpack that I never really use. And at one point, I remember my backpack was so heavy with uh, just kind of like a, a modular kit that I had. And I'm like, why am I? I mean, I never dig into my to to this to this module here. Why am I even carrying it? And so uh, I've made some adjustments, and maybe I'll talk a little bit about that as we go. Don't be afraid to adjust. Just like I adjusted over time, you find out what you really need. You find out what you really use. Don't be afraid to adjust. Uh, if you feel that you need to have something, but you might not use it like in, in everyday carry, like you might not want it to have it on you, then can you put that somewhere else? So maybe you want to have a, a bigger knife than just a pocket knife with you. Maybe you want a fixed blade and you really would like to have that, but it, just, it doesn't make sense for you to carry a big fixed blade on the side of your, you know, uh, hanging from your belt loop or, you know, somewhere you can't put it in your pocket or something like that. But maybe you can keep one in your desk, maybe at work, maybe you can keep one in your vehicle, maybe you can keep one in a backpack or a briefcase or something along those lines. 
So carry what is right for you. Make adjustments. Don't be afraid to make adjustments. And if you can adapt, if you feel you need something, then how can you adapt that so that you do have it, but not necessarily, you know, EDC, but it's very close by. Second principle is if it's not on you, you're not EDCing, all right? You're not everyday carrying. So some people will are, are very adamant about this, that if it is not on you, you do not have it. You don't have possession of it. So I agree to a point and I disagree to a point. So you have to have equipment with you, you know, and, and the more you can have on you, the better, because you never know what kind of scenario you're going to be in. You never know what kind of situation you're going to be in. You can go through a lot of scenarios. You can kind of uh, think it through things. And really, life seems to be very, you're on a schedule. You know, I can, you know, when things are pre-COVID, I can tell you what I was doing Monday morning at this time. I'm, you know, getting up, going to work, or, you know, I am in my vehicle, or I am sitting at my desk, or, you know, whatever it might be. So we have those those things that are just, we always know those schedules but life can get crazy, and when you need your equipment, you want it with you. So people will tell you in the preparedness community, if you don't have it on you, then you don't have it. You don't really have it. And like I said, I, I agree. Uh, I agree. I definitely agree if you are out in the woods somewhere and you get separated from your from your you know your equipment for whatever reason. You, you fall somewhere, you fall into the river, you lose your stuff, your, you know, what, whatever along those lines. But for me, one of the things that I do is I carry a lot of my stuff in my bag. For work, I use uh, or I, I wear slacks, you know. And so a lot of the times when you when you see people, and again, I'm going to go back to, to, to the Instagram, to the cool shots, the ones that are always like, you know, always set up. They always look nice. You know, you take like 5,000 pictures to make sure you get the right one and you use all the filters and all that kind of stuff. A lot of the times, you know, people are like outdoors and they have cargo pants and they have you know, 50 gazillion pockets inside of these. And uh, sometimes I wonder with, you know, with all these pockets and all the, the things that they have inside, I mean, how do you really walk? Uh, for me, that would just be so bothersome. But for most of my life, I mean, I'm spending it at work and I'm wearing slacks and I don't have cargo pants. I don't have a lot of pockets like that. And I don't, I don't want to carry a lot of stuff. Uh, I, I'm not going to carry some kind of, uh, you know, Molly pack on my, on my, on my belt. I mean, that would look so out of place. People would look at me like, what is going on? Uh, they probably would think it's like some kind of medical thing. Probably, you know, I, I guess that would be a good way to kind of fake it. You could have like some kind of tube coming out of it and going into your shirt and tape. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, just uh, kind of throwing that out there possibly. But, um, you know, for me, I keep a lot of things in my bag and there are times and situations where uh, I have uh, I've been separated like one time from my bag and that was when we were in uh, a fire drill because although I work for the school district in the central office we still have to do fire drills like the schools do and all that kind of stuff so there was one time where I did a, a fire drill and without thinking I walked out and this was really early on when I moved to the central office and I was like wait a minute I, I left and we were out there for a long time. Uh, and this one, it might not have been a fire drill. It might have been something that uh, they thought was uh, a little bit more serious. It, it probably was a false alarm, but it wasn't a uh, it wasn't a fire drill. And so, you know, we were outside and people who had their keys with them, they were leaving. They were going to other meetings. They were like, hey, I'm going to go work at the uh, at the at Starbucks because it was hot outside. People were sweating and, uh, you know, we weren't it wasn't like, again, like a fire drill where they let you in right away. And at that time, I was like I was like kicking myself. I'm like, what an idiot. You should have gone to your uh, gone to your office and picked up your bag and picked up your keys and just, you know, walked out because I have a door that is just right there, right outside my office. And so every fire drill since then, I have always made it back to my office. Now, for the most part, I am always really close by there. But if it means for me to walk past a, a door that goes outside and, and go to my office to grab my stuff, I'm going to do that. Now, of course, I'm not stupid. If there was a fire, if there was a fire blocking my way to, or, you know, a lot of smoke that I could not get by, then yeah, I would not do that. But for the most part, 
I'm always going to have my bag with me. And so that's where I keep a lot of my everyday carry. And I'm able probably to carry a little bit more than I would if I was just carrying it when I had uh, some blue jeans on or, or, or something along those lines. But I, I think there's always, even with that, there's always things that you're always carrying. And uh, I'll, I'll get to that here in a minute when we get to some scenarios. Um, third thing, third general principle is this. Your EDC is not your BOB. Your EDC, your everyday carry, is not your bug out bag. And a lot of the times I think people are looking at everyday carry for that reason. It's like, okay, I'd, I'd really like to have this and I'd really like to have this and I, I, I might need this and I'm going to go ahead and add this. This is not a big deal. I'm going to go ahead and add. And by the time you know it, you have a bug out bag going on. And that's not what everyday carry is supposed to be. And even if you are you know, going into a, uh, a backpack like, like I carry, I have slimmed down what I carry over time and really what I, I need. And so your EDC is not your bug out bag. You don't have to put everything in the kitchen sink inside of your EDC. Again, what you need is what you need for every day, what you're going to be using on an everyday basis. And, and those that, that gear that has always uh, been relevant to your situation. Again, it's personal for you because those of you who are like me, you might work in an office, your EDC is going to be very different than someone who works outside, someone who works uh, you know, out in the forest, someone who works you know, construction, somebody who is maybe going house to house and, and doing things uh, like that. Your EDC is going to be a lot different. And then another EDC general principle is uh, make it easy to EDC. All right. So let me give you two. I'm going to break these down into two uh, different sections here. And the first one is this, is make it modular as much as you can. And so if you are EDCing in a uh, in, in, in a bag and you have a bag that you're carrying with you, like I have my backpack with me all the time, uh, wherever I go. Um, and, and so even, I didn't even mention this earlier, but even if I go to the opposite side of the district office, a lot of the time I am carrying my, my bag, even if I'm going for a meeting and, and for, for all sakes and purposes, what everybody sees is, you know, if they had a question about, hey, Todd, why do you have your backpack? Well, I have my, I have my laptop in there. I, so I take out my laptop. I take out my mouse. Uh, you know, I have my, I plug into the AC. And so they can see that there is a reason why I would have my backpack. Now, they don't see anything else in there, but they see that. And so if you can, make it modular to the point is like, hey, I, I have this piece here and this piece here and this piece here. And, and then it's easy for you to drop it into a bag or, you know, keep it in your vehicle or in your office uh, desk or whatever. Uh, even if you are keeping it, uh, even if you are one of those people that do wear cargo pants. And so you can keep it modular. You can keep, you know, everyday carry equipment that is maybe if you want something for making a fire, you can keep it in one pocket. Uh, you know, your knife can be in one uh, pocket. You know, your first aid kit can be in or, you know, whatever you have there as far as first aid can be in another little pocket. So think about think about making it modular and you can do the same thing for your bug out bag. You probably should. It would make a lot of sense if you made your bug out bag modular as well. If you thought in that, uh, it just makes it easier to put things in, in, in the right place and not have everything kind of just all spread out. One of the things that I use for in order to to do this modular thing is I don't have a lot of small little Molly uh, bags. I do have one that I've like I said I have been adjusting my EDC that I keep inside of my backpack. So I do have one that uh, I can very easily grab if it's a small. You know, I can hold it inside of my you know in my hand. But other things that I have done is I have used. Uh, Altoid tins, and I've talked about this before in the past, but Altoid tins to be able to keep things modular for me. So two tins that I have in my backpack on the on the side pocket. One is kind of my first aid, and so I have you know band aids in there. I'll have uh, some you know uh, 
uh, neosporin, uh, antibacterial, uh, um, you know, cream. I'll have some, uh, I might have some Advil in there or some pain medicine in there. I might even have like a toothpick in there to, uh, if, or not a toothpick, but like a floss stick. If, uh, for whatever reason I, you know, go out to eat for lunch and I, something's bothering me in my teeth. Right. And so, uh, I have all those different kinds of things in there and I probably, that is the biggest EDC use gets the biggest EDC use out of everything else. Uh, I have another little piece that I call it my urban kit. Uh, and it's kind of funny because uh, I'll have, I have like a little razor blade in there. I have a button with some th- a needle and thread. Like if I busted a button and I, I couldn't run home for whatever reason, I needed to put a button on or whatever. I have that available. I have some, uh, don't laugh. I have some of those uh, mint strips that you can put in your mouth. And let's just say I had to go to a meeting. And so remember, again, when I'm saying carry what is right for you, if I'm going into a meeting and I'm going to be in close quarters with someone and uh, this is important and we've just gone to go eat or whatever, I don't want to kill them with, with breath or if I need to freshen up or whatever, I can drop a couple of those mint strips in. And uh, you would think I would have Altoids mint, you know, to go along with <laughs> with all the Altoid tins that I have. But uh, I have those fresh mints in there. You know, it's just a little package. I have some safety pins in there that have come in very, very useful in the past. And so, um, you know, that just kind of stays there. And I have used those things in, in the past. Uh, you know, one of the other nail clippers, you know, and I don't know, I don't know what it is about my nails, but I'm always snagging it on something. It just seems like, and so I'm always kind of, uh, you know, if I need to trim something or if I have a hangnail or even a fingernail file to, to just a very small fingernail file that I, I, that I cut in two that is in there. And it was funny. My boss asked me not too long ago, was like, Hey, do you happen to, I know you have everything. Do you have a fingernail file file? And she was kind of joking. And I said, well, I kind of do. She goes, Oh my gosh, you have everything. And so, you know, I was able to let her, let her use that. Right. So I keep that when I, when I say you really need to have what is right for you, I use those things. Those things have come in handy. And a lot of the times those things have become part of my EDC because I was in a situation where I'm like, man, I really wish I had a, a mint, right? Or man, I have this hangnail and I really, it's really bothering me as I'm typing and I want to get rid of it. And so I have these little clippers or I have this, you know, this little snag in my, in my, uh, in my fingernail and it's, and it's bothering me. And it's just, it's one of those things like a mental thing, right? It's like, you know, it's there and you keep touching it. And so I just want to file it down. And so a lot of those things have, uh, are, are there and I'm carrying those things because they have become very, very useful for me. So, you know, that's where the, that modular thing comes in. I think sometimes when we think modular, we're thinking bug out bags and we're thinking big, you know, uh, big Molly, uh, little little kits inside of the bigger kit, right? Um, but that's kind of what I'm talking about, modular. The other thing here is when I say make it easy to EDC is keep your EDC somewhere where you're not, it, it's not like you're going to go search for everything when you need it. And so let me kind of break this down a little bit. If you're ever looking for a good book that's not preparedness related, there is a book called Atomic Habits by James Clear, and he talks about how to make uh, how to make you know good habits, break bad habits, how to make good habits. It's a it's a really great read. I would encourage you to buy the book, or uh, those of you that are on you know that are listening through podcasts, uh, you know buy the uh, the Audible book. Uh, it's definitely worth it. Well, one of the things that he says is like when you're trying to make a new habit is you got to make it as easy as you can on you, uh, on yourself. And so one of the things that he says, like, if you want to go start working out, you want to, that is part of it, then get your workout clothes and get it out and have it right there for you so that when you get ready to work out, it's, it's just there. There is no, like, you're not looking for your tennis shoes. You're not looking for socks. You're not looking for, uh, you know, shorts and a shirt or anything like it's like right there. And so you make it easy for you. Um, 
all the other different kinds of things. If you want to start eating right, well, then make it easy for you to start eating right. You know, make a bunch of meals all at one time. Uh, you know, go ahead and get rid of the sweet stuff, but have things that you can use if you get some kind of sweet tooth, something, you know, like a, a piece of fruit that is sweet. So make it easy on you. And so use that same principle when it comes to everyday carry is make it easy on yourself. So for those of you that are guys, have a place on in in again different scenarios might require you to have different everyday carry gear make it easy for yourself to be able to grab what you're going to use for everyday carry out there and so it's like hey if you're going to grab your your you know this today I'm going to grab my uh, a certain knife then have it close by if today I'm going to carry my you know my first aid my modular Altoid tin kit then have it close by you know, have it out so that it's there where you're not searching for it and you're not having to go high and low before you walk out of the house. You know, and so I say your dresser or, you know, uh, maybe like your mantle, you know, if or someplace that is really easy for you to get to so that when you for me, it's like when I'm you know getting ready, when I'm putting on my badge to go to work. Um, and if there's anything there that I'm going to be carrying, sometimes on Fridays I wear blue jeans. So if I'm going to be carrying my knife in my blue jeans at that time, which I mostly always do, well then my knife is right there, right by my my badge and where you know I put on my rings and my wedding ring and all that kind of stuff, right? So make it easy for yourself to EDC. Last thing when we're talking about general principles here is does what you're carrying have a purpose? walk through that 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 jump right go through that critical thinking process is what i'm carrying does it have a purpose or am i carrying it because again i think that i might need it somewhere down the road for the apocalypse or i i think someday you know crazy you know i might need it is, is there something is there a real purpose to it and again like i said there was a time where I was carrying a bunch of stuff. I kind of had like a, a very mini, uh, and I wouldn't call it everyday carry, and I wouldn't call it a 72-hour kit, but I was carrying a lot of crap in my backpack and more than I really needed. And it was heavy and it was just there and I never got into it. And I got to the point, of like, why am I even carrying all this stuff? And so you start going through those you know, those reasons, what, you know, it does it make sense for me to carry this? Like, does it make sense for you to carry a ferro rod? If you have a lighter and, and maybe you want to have a lighter for fire or whatever, that's, that's something that's important to you. It, does it make sense to carry a ferro rod? Uh, does it make sense to, you know, carry, you know, something, you know, five knives, you know, do you want to carry five knives? For some of you, that might make sense. For some of you, you might have a purpose for every single one of those knives. But again, this is personal and you need to make the choices what's right for you. All right. So this, that, that was, uh, what was that? Like five different uh, principles there. Carry what is right for you. If it's not on you, you're not EDCing. EDC is not your bob. Make it easy to EDC. And then does what you are carrying have a purpose? So let's go ahead and jump into some basics of everyday carry and some things that you might want to consider. Again, I'm going to give you some basics and some ideas that people might have uh, out there, some things that you might want to definitely consider. But then you, again, like I'm going to say, uh, like I, I say all the time, you got to make it your own. If one of these things does not seem right for you, then, you know, you just don't include it. So let's go ahead and, and jump into this EDC, some basics to carry, everyday carry basics. The first thing that I'm going to say is uh, a knife or some kind of cutting tool. That seems to be one of the, the first pieces of gear that a lot of people think about. And every knife is, you know, every person is going to have their own favorite knife. And how you look at it is the way, you know, whatever reason you carry is whatever reason you carry it. Uh, I, I like uh, my really uh, thin, I have a Kershaw Chalet. It's that very quick release. Uh, one finger release and uh, I have used it for have had it for many many years I liked it so much I bought one for my dad I, I bought one for my brother and uh, I just I've had it for a long time Kershaw stands behind yeah at one point I, I messed up the the pocket clip 
and they sent me another one. And so I was just like, you know, really glad to have it. They do not make this one anymore. Really, really sad about it uh, because uh, it was such a good knife or such, it, it still is a good knife. So I, I have that one that I carry. But sometimes I do carry my uh, my Leatherman Wave. And that is a really big multi-tool, but they do sell a pocket clip. And I, I'll just tell you, it is heavy. It does weigh down on your pocket but um, there's a lot of reasons to have a multi-tool and so sometimes i switch between uh you know that multi-tool and my kershaw depending on what i'm doing if i am you know especially when i'm wearing blue jeans and if i'm going to be doing something where i think i might need some tools i might need some pliers i might need to you know something along those lines well then i would you know definitely want to have my my wave my leatherman wave if I am going out and uh, I'm wearing blue jeans and just, you know, um, going out to, to eat dinner or whatever, but I'm wearing blue jeans, I'm going to probably carry my Kershaw. And so a knife is one of those things that uh, you need to consider and, uh, you know, how you carry that and what, what, however you, you go about doing that, that's going to be up to you. Uh, the another, another thing here for EDC basics is, is probably going to be some kind of light. Uh, some kind of flashlight. And so I have, uh, I just recently wrote an article over on Prepared Christians about uh, my favorite uh, super inexpensive bright prepper light, prepper flashlight. And uh, you can go check that one out if you want to. But uh, I do have some of the smaller lights that I carry with me. And I have used these before in the past. Not recently as I've moved to the district office. Um, I have a big office window and I'll tell you a lot of the times I don't even turn on my lights in my office uh, because the sunlight that comes in through the window is so much. I don't need, I don't need my lights, but uh, I have used my flashlight when I was on the campus. And so, you know, when we have lost power before and uh, it's really hard, it just seems like it's really hard to find a good flashlight uh, out there on the campus. And so I always had my own and again, it's one of those really super bright flashlights and everyone, you know, <laughs> knew that I was coming. And so, it, you know, that's always one of those things. Uh, so a flashlight. I know a lot of people when they're everyday carrying and they want to have it completely on them, then there are pin lights that you can uh, that you can have that you can put on you. And uh, I do own one of those. It's definitely not as bright as the one that I have in my backpack but it is bright enough and it will do what what you need it to 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 get through so uh you know have a light that's something that that a lot of people consider there and like i said there's a lot of them that they're not even the pin lights they're uh just smaller like cree sell some that uh the, just the 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 really cheapos where you put in like a double a battery but they're pretty bright but they still have a pocket clip but they're not a pin light they're a little bit thicker um, then the next basic is, is I'm going to say water. Now in my backpack, in my little kit, I do have a water filter. I do carry one of the hydro blue water filters that, that I have promoted for so long on the website. And one of the reasons why I like that one is it screws on to a bottle of uh, a soda, the 20 ounce soda, or those of you up North pop, right? I guess that's the way you say, it. or if you're like deep South, uh, some people will say Coke. And that means like soda, soda water, soda pop uh, or soda. And so anyway, it just I guess it just depends on where, wherever you're coming from. But uh, a 20 ounce plastic soda bottle will screw on to the end uh, to the um, to the to the inlet of the hydro blue water filter. And so if you needed to filter water, you could do that and then press the, the plastic bottle and water would come out of the filter. And so I really like that one. I carry that one. I especially carry that one when I'm going on trips because, um, you know, all you would need to find is a plastic soda bottle. Or a lot of the times I will have a, a plastic soda bottle that would fit that threading in uh, just, you know, just empty and in my backpack, just kind of loose. Or I use a soda bottle to refill water a lot of the times when I am on a trip because then I have the soda bottle that will just go ahead and, and filter if I need it to. 
Um, but for the most part, when I am bouncing around, I'm going to meetings and things like that. I am, I have a water bottle in my, just a regular old water bottle in my backpack and it's actually on the side of my backpack. And so if for whatever reason I need water, it's right there. Um, everyday carry, you might not want to carry, you know, a bunch of water. And I completely understand that. Uh, I don't recommend you keeping water in your vehicle unless you live in a place where it's like 60, 70 degrees all the time, which that's, of course, very rare. But, uh, you know, water, water in Houston, uh, when it, in the summertime, when inside a vehicle can get to 120 degrees easy, uh, I just don't want to drink that, that water that's been sitting in that plastic all heated up, right? So uh, again, like I said, I have a water bottle that I have in my backpack, uh, unopened, ready to go if I ever need it. And there's been times where I have, uh, you know, gotten into that water for what, you know, just because it's, it's convenient and I can get into it, but I always replace it. Um, another thing you might want to consider for an everyday carry basic is a way to make fire. And again, I'm going to go to, you probably don't want to carry a ferro rod. Now, I know that there are a lot of, you know, if you carry or if you have like a paracord bracelet, there's a lot of them that have the ferro rods built into it. Some belts have ferro rods built into them or the buckles have ferro rods uh, built into them. Um, but I, I'm going to say you probably want to, if you are want, want to carry something that could make fire is one of the small, the mini Bic lighters. And so you just use that to be able to create a fire if you really need it. And again, when we think about everyday carry, you know, you're not this not this is not a 72 hour kit. This is not a bug out bag. You're not going to be out in the woods and all that kind of stuff. So this might be something that you don't want to have, but it is something that a lot of people do have. And so, you know, there's a lot of reasons why you might want to have a lighter, but, uh, you know, if you are going to carry something that can make fire, then I would use one of those small little Bic lighters. I mean, that's kind of uh, what my suggestion there, but you need to make it your own, whatever it is, right? Next is first aid. And I'm going to tell you, I have first aid kits all over the place that I can very easily get to. I've already told you about the one that's uh, modular in my Altoids kit, and I use that one all the time. Um, I have one in my desk that, you know, and if you are, if you've been a longtime user, you know, or a longtime user, a longtime listener, uh, a longtime user. Oh, man. If uh, I'm talking about, I'm thinking about using first aid supplies. But if you've been a longtime listener, a while back, I uh, had a partnership with Survival Hacks where they gave me. Uh, a, a coupon code for my listeners and the readers of the podcast to get a really good deal on one of their first aid kits. And it was such a good deal. I bought like three or four of them. And so I have, uh, in fact, I think I still have like two of them unopened in, you know, in my closet here, but I have one in, um, actually, I think I bought more than that because I put one in every car and then I have, or one vehicle, and then I have one in my office and uh, again, you know, people have come to me, Todd, do you have a Band-Aid or do you have and like, yeah, I'm, I'm able to open up my little first aid kit and give that to them. So I have one there. I actually have two in my uh, vehicle. Um, so I have one that is just a first aid kit. And I think I got that one maybe like at a, a Christmas party or it was a gift or uh, one of those things anyway. So it's there. It's underneath my seat. I don't think I've ever gotten into that one. And then I have another one in the back that was one that was uh, from Mark Goodwin. And I don't know if he still sells this. So Mark Goodwin, who is the author, and uh, we've had him on the podcast before, and he has a podcast, uh, uh, Prepper Recon. Uh, he, he doesn't, he's not doing a, so many episodes out there, but uh, he does, um, he does talk about, uh, he, he does do one every, I think every one, month or whatever. But anyway, so he used to have a, uh, a first aid kit that he would he would sell and I bought one of his a while back and so it had a lot of good stuff in there but that's sitting in my back in my uh in my truck as well. So uh, I've got a lot of first aid kits but again, you know, you might want to have something that's really small that you can get to uh if you if you want to get to really really quickly. 
And again, like I said, the the one that I have in my Altoids kits most of the time, because I'm dealing with sinus pressure, because it just sucks down here in Houston. Um, most of the time, I'm grabbing some kind of Sudafed or Advil or something like that, because the sinus pressure is just so much, and I'm going into a meeting or whatever. But anyway, so first aid kit, what can you do there? And again, you're not you're not creating a first aid kit that's going to do trauma surgery here. You're doing some things that would, would help you uh, to, you know, to get by if you needed to and things that you would use every single day, right? Everyday carry. Then this is probably should have been number one. And I really wasn't doing these in any order, but uh, the other basic in today's day and age is going to be your cell phone. There are so many benefits to your cell phone. And, you know, there have been times where, uh, you can just, you need to find something, you need to get a hold of someone, uh, you need to look up some. I mean, it's just, it's right there. And so don't discount your cell phone as part of your EDC. And I would say it's going to be a big part of your EDC. And in fact, if you have your cell phone, you might be able to do away with something like your light because a lot of the cell phones do have lights already on there. So you could do away with that. Uh, already. So, you know, your cell phone is going to be a very important piece to your everyday carry. And, uh, and hopefully you, you look at it that way. And then for those of us who carry uh, a firearm, so you might want to either have a firearm or something for self-defense. You know, recently in, on, in the Prepper email group, uh, Prepper website email group, we did uh, have an online discussion about everyday carry. And some people were talking about, I can't remember who it was, um, but they were talking about somebody that had purchased uh, a firearm. And when they went to go shoot it, they just, they, they didn't like it. They didn't like to feel, they didn't feel like they could, uh, if they needed to truly use it, they didn't feel that they could use it. So when they talked about self-defense, they went to something that wouldn't be so lethal. And so they were carrying around mace, uh, something along those lines, right? A really good mace that that they could use, and so that that's got to be that should be something that you're thinking about, especially where we are nowadays. You're thinking about self defense, and now you might work in a place where they don't allow you to carry a firearm. So, what would you use for self defense? For some of you, it might be your knife that you're you're carrying around. Now, for others, it might be self-defense. You're like, I don't, I don't know if I could fight somebody off, but I could make a lot of noise uh, ahead of time. So it might be like one of those super powerful whistles that they sell. So you really need to, to think about what you're going to do there. You know, if you if you do the firearm, you need to make sure that you are um, you're legal and you're able to carry. And I, I'm telling you, in today's age where things are getting so crazy, you know, a lot of people are really considering firearms. And if you do, um, if you do go that route, you know, make sure you know what you're doing, go get some training. And uh, so, so that you can, you know, be, be careful and you know what you're doing as far as handling that firearm. And then some of you might include this one as far as self-defense and, and it could be a pen. So there's a tactical pen. And when I was thinking about, it's funny how you can think about things that you looked at years and years ago. So I remember one year or a while back, one year, a while back, um, reading an article and linking to it on Prepper website on uh, someone who did uh, look at tactical pins or they looked at pins and they did uh, a study. And so anyway, they did some like basic, you know, uh, knocking uh, pins into a one by six pine wood board and to see what kind of result they would get. And uh, I went to go look for it and I, and I found it. It was from 2012, if, if, if you can imagine. I mean, that's how long ago it was. And so uh, when I searched it down, I, I went and the, uh, the website is still up. And uh, uh, of course it is. It's modernselfprotection.com. And uh, I went to go look, you know, I went to go make sure that it was there. And I, I reread that article. And, uh, you know, one of the things that Ben, he's a, he's a fellow Texan. He also has a podcast, if you're interested in it, Modern Self, the Modern Self Protection uh, Podcast. But you can get to the podcast if you go click on the link that I'm going to provide for you on this tactical pin 
uh, you know, I guess research that he did, uh, this, this test that he did. So anyway, he took a couple of the tactical pins that you could buy at that time. So this is 2012. And then he took regular pins that, that he used and he tested them out and he found that there was really no difference that, you know, they all could do damage. They could all do that. And he was, uh, you know, one of the things is he was very uh, disappointed in the Smith & Wesson tactical pin because he was hoping that at least it could you know, really puncture through the board. And, uh, you know, so uh, there you go. So you might have a pin, you might have a tactical pin, but you might just want to have a pin that you use that if you needed to, you could really do some damage. And uh, nowadays, who knows, maybe Ben needs to do... Uh, a, a redo on that test uh, of, of all the tactical pins because now here we are in you know uh, 2020 and there might be some some new tactical pins that have come out that are are a little bit different and so I don't know maybe maybe we can uh, get Ben to do do that and do a, a new a new test it was funny because one of the things he said that it was really hurting like when he was like you know trying to stab this the wood with this with this pen like he was really feeling it. And uh, of course, you know, flesh that, you, you know, if you were using that against someone, um, it, it probably wouldn't. Uh, I've never done it before, uh, but it's probably not going to be as sturdy as as wood. Right. So, you know, it's going to give a little bit more. But I, I don't know. Uh, I'll leave that up to the experts on uh, all that testing and stuff like that. But you can go check that out, that article over at Modern Self-Protection. I'm going to link to it. And, uh, you know, if you're looking for another podcast, go check out Ben's podcast over at Modern Self-Protection Podcast. Um, and so, you know, that might be another way that you want to or something that you might use for self-defense uh, there. If you don't feel like you can carry a knife or maybe your workplace doesn't let you carry a knife or uh, you can't carry a firearm or something along those lines, uh, you can carry a pen knowing that, hey, this has a very sharp point and I can use this for this purpose. All right, so let's go ahead and wind down this podcast episode with uh, some scenarios and just talking about some considerations here. So I have um, five scenarios that I just want to briefly touch on because every scenario, again, like I was mentioning before, Every scenario is going to require some differences in what you're carrying around. What you're carrying around uh, if you work out in the field is going to be different than what you carry around if you're going out to a nice restaurant with your wife or, or your spouse or what you're, you know, you're going to do uh, if you're going to a wedding or you know, whatever it might be. So let's just talk briefly about some, some common scenarios. So the first one is work. I've kind of already talked a little bit about this, but when, when we are at work and what we need the everyday carry for, a lot of the times when I think about why I would need everyday carry outside of like the first aid uh, kit that I use and, and that type of stuff, I think about mostly defensive. Uh, I, I think of like, hey, if someone tried to do, especially working in, in the school district and being around schools, that was something that I was always very... Uh, cognizant of, especially because we were, you know, gun-free zone, which is so stupid. But anyway, uh, if someone wanted to do harm, they're going to do it on, you know, in, in, on a school ground because no one there is carrying. And so, you know, that might be something that you, you're thinking about at work. You're not thinking about making a fire. You're not thinking about filtering water. You're not thinking about those types of things. It might be more defensive. And so you might want to have something that is geared a little bit more towards defensive or being uh, protection, self-protection there in, in that situation. Um, the other thing that I think about, and I've already talked about that, is the fire. And so what would I want as, you know, the scenario would be, uh, there would be a fire in my building and I would need to leave. And so that's one of the things that I would, I would consider. Now, uh, again, when I think about everyday carry, I, I'm carrying at work for me. This is, you know, personal. I have my backpack and I'm, I'm always going to try to make it back to my office. That's, that's going to be the thing. And when I say that, I'm talking about like if I go to the restroom or if I go to the cafe to go get lunch and come back and eat it at my desk, or if I go get, fill up at, you know, water at the water fountain or whatever it is that I'm, I'm doing. I'm in, in, there's a fire, you know, drill or the fire alarm goes off. I'm always going to try to make it back to 
my office because that's where I have my stuff, you know, before before I make it out. And uh, I, I think that's what I'm going to do. But I also have stuff inside of my vehicle. And my vehicle is just right outside my office door. And so that's, you know, that's another consideration and another thing that starts going through my head. And so I guess that's, I didn't say that here at the very beginning when we're talking about scenarios, is there's needs to be a little bit of critical thinking about what you're carrying, why you're carrying it, and different scenarios that you could be going through, you know, in your in your life. And so when I think about scenarios and why I would need my everyday carry gear, again, I'm talking about for me at work, it would be these things. And then, of course, my cell phone, which is always there. I always have it with me wherever I go. And so that's going to be another you know, piece of my everyday gear that I'm really going to be focused on when I'm thinking about going to work. So let's talk about being dressed up and going out on the night on, on the town. Now, this might be a place where, uh, again, you're thinking defensive because you're you're not necessarily going to go out and build a fire. You're not going to, uh, you might not need first aid stuff, um, at, at least on you to where, unless, you know, you have a headache or something like that. But if that was the case, you probably would have taken that at home before you left when you, when you were going out for the most part, what you're going to be thinking about in your everyday carry gear is going to be geared towards defensive again, self-defense. And if you were at, you know, you were dressed up and you were, uh, on the night, you know, a night out on the town, and someone was doing something that you needed to defend yourself. So that's probably where your everyday carry gear is going to come into play. And again, your cell phone is going to be very important there, right? When it comes to cell phones, one of the things that I know a lot of people do is they don't think about their the battery charge there. Like It's like they just go and go and go. And I know that some, a lot of the phones have a long battery life. But you should have some kind of idea of where your battery is. And so if that's the case, one of the things I always carry with me that um, and I didn't mention this, but I don't consider this a basic, but I do carry it with me all the time is a battery charger to, to charge my phone. But I'm always very cognizant of what my battery is like. So in, at work, um, my phone can charge wirelessly. So I just put it on a, on a little pad and it just charges while it's there. So it always has a full charge. Um, you know, at home, I'm always paying attention to where it's at. And if it starts running low, I go charge it. And so if I am out and I don't have any of that, I have my battery charger. So that might be something that, you know, you want to think about. And there are some really, really small ones that are like credit card size that you could just put in your front pocket or, you know, your shirt pocket or whatever. And if you needed a little bit more charge, you could have that if you let yours run low. All right. Another scenario could be driving around just running errands, you know, all over town. In that scenario, I'm thinking the reason you might need your everyday carry is because you break down, your vehicle breaks down for whatever reason. And so if that was the case, then your everyday carry might be the most important piece of gear there is going to be your cell phone so that you could call, you know, a tow truck so that you can call a family member to come pick you up so that you can you can go ahead and deal with it that way. Another thing that you might want to have, and I didn't talk about this in the basics and it probably should have been part of the basics is cash. In that situation, you might want to have cash on hand. You might have a uh, you might have a, uh, a, a tow truck that shows up that will only take uh, cash. You might wind up being able to pull into a service station and you might want to get something to drink or something to eat while you're waiting for people to come pick you up and you might need to have a little cash, you know? And so that might be a reason for having it. I'll tell you, there was a situation and I talked about this where my sons uh, had a flat and uh, it was like a Sunday evening. Nobody was open. Uh, I found one one place that was open and all they took was cash. And so that that's one of those situations where, you, where you're like, hey, you want to have a little bit of cash uh, with you. And so that's the third scenario there. A fourth scenario when you're thinking about everyday carry uh, and you're thinking through what gear is going to be important could be long distance trips. So again, my big my big scenario there is going to be a breakdown. 
uh, a breakdown or you get lost and uh, you know back in the day you'd get lost you you know you'd go find to a service station and uh, you talk to someone and you try to you know figure it out you get a map you pull out your old key map and, and kind of go from there but uh, nowadays you you know you have your cell phone and so again that's going to be that cell phone is very important at that point and so you know if you break down or you're lost or whatever you have your cell phone there that is available that's going to be one of the important uh, keys uh, for you, uh, cash, I think is going to be important. If you break down and you break down in the middle of nowhere. I remember when I was younger, I was a liquid petroleum gas surveyor on, uh, the Houston ship channel, but we also did a surveyed, um, tankers over in Louisiana. And there was times where I would do like, a, there was this 24 hour job every week that I would do. And I would drive down to Geismer, Louisiana. It's on the other side of Baton Rouge. And so it was like um, about a six-hour trip. And when you get between Lake Charles and Lafayette, Louisiana, you're going over, is it the Atchafalaya Bridge or River? I mean, I, I don't know. It's been so it's been so long, I can't remember. So I'm sure somebody will uh, correct me on that. But it's this long bridge that there is nothing. I mean, it is like there's no off-ramp, no nothing, because it's all swamp. You're going over water. And so every so often there is a there is a phone. Like if you were to break down, you could walk to a phone and you could call someone. Uh, for help, it was like an emergency line. But for the most part, you're you're there. But if you broke down there, you you know, there's no service station where you can go get a drink or get something to eat. You might want something uh, to eat there. And so, having some water, having some snacks on hand might be beneficial if you're taking a long distance trip. And I don't know how many people don't do that already. I know that when we've taken family trips, we've always had snacks in the car and you know bottles of water and stuff like that. Um, in that type of situation, let's just say you're in a very, very, very remote situation, um, you might want to be able to start a fire. Now, we're getting into, you know, other types of kits that you would have, like having a, a vehicle kit. Um, I know that I have talked about this in the past where up north, there's been stories where people have broken down and they spent the, the night, you know, in, with, in snow, you know, in their vehicles and different things like that. And so you, you have all that. But, you know, if, if it was a, uh, a situation where you needed to make a fire for whatever reason, maybe you want to have, a, you know, a lighter with you. So I'm just kind of thinking, trying to think through all these different scenarios. Again, this is where critical thinking is important for you to be able to walk through. And then the last scenario that I want to talk about is school. Now, this isn't a scenario for for parents this is or, or for adults. This is one for students. So when you think about your students, they can everyday carry as well, but they're going to be everyday carrying in their backpack and it's going to look a lot different. So one of the things that your child might want to everyday carry is water. Then you might not want them drinking out of the water fountain. You know, when I said water fountain earlier, we have a... Uh, the cafe is really close to my office and they have filtered water that you can go and they have, uh, you know, an ice maker. It's kind of like a sonic ice if uh, if you are familiar with sonic ice. But anyway, so, you know, everybody fills up there. They, you know, they fill it up with ice and uh, everybody has like their Yeti, their, their Yeti or their fake Yetis or whatever you get at Walmart. And so you you go fill it up with uh, the, the sonic type ice and fill it up with water. But in the schools, you might not want your kid drinking from the water fountain. So you might want to send with them a water bottle. You might want to put a water bottle inside of their uh, inside of their backpack and let them know that, hey, this stuff that is in the backpack and, and maybe you have a backpack that has like uh, a little compartment. Make, maybe you make it modular or whatever, but you say this stuff right here, this is only for emergency use and you put some water inside of there. And so, you know, you put it in there, you check it every so often, make sure that, you know, it doesn't bust open or anything because kids can be really, really rough, but you have a water bottle there for them. Maybe they're taking water with them. Um, you might want to provide some extra supplies for them in there. And when I say extra supplies, I'm talking things like crayons and, uh, you know, they're like pencils and things like that. 
because especially in this day and age where there could be so many things going on and passed around in school, you don't you might not want them to be sharing crayons with the rest of the kids and stuff like that. So you're like, hey, I'm if you get to a situation where you need to use crayons and you know you don't have your own or you run out or something happens, here are some extra supplies that you have here. You might want to provide them with some hand sanitizer in there. And then you might want to provide them with a cell phone. And depending on the age of your kid, um, you know, some schools let students have their cell phones out. It's very much a part of, you know, the education system as well, because they're able to use that to get to materials and things like that. But you might have a younger student who you need to let them know. Maybe it's one of those that is a, a prepaid phone, but you put it in their in their uh, in their backpack, and you say this is only for emergency uses. It could be one of those you know, type you know type flip phones or whatever. You only put a few you know like an hour's worth of, of a phone call on there, and every so often, every week, you you take it out, you check the battery, make sure it's charged. And all that kind of stuff. But anyway, there might be things in a backpack that you can put in for your child to have in case they need it. And listen to them. You you know, they'll tell you, man, I really needed this or it would have been good if I had this. And then that gives you an idea of, you know what, next time I'm going to put this in your backpack and you'll have it with you. Because that's what everyday carry, when, when, we, when we boil it all down, it's having the right equipment with you whenever you need it and having it readily available, whatever it might be. And for kids, that might be just supplies. That might be, you know, an extra pair of uh, safety scissors, whatever that might be. They have that available to them, just like you would have the equipment and the gear that you need available to you whenever you need it, because you have gone through the process of thinking through all the things that you would want to have and through time and experience and because you just uh, have been smart about it and you want to live a more self-reliant life, you have uh, whittled down your everyday carry to the, the most important things that you need to have with you at all times. Well, everyone, that's it for my everyday carry, the different uh, the different principles that we talked about. We talked about the different things that you could carry, the basics there. Everyone's going to be different uh, we talked about some scenarios uh, that might come in handy, kind of, uh, you know, just kind of thinking uh, through those things. And so I hope this was beneficial to you. Uh, I hope this was something that was uh, helpful for you and maybe gave you a tip that you didn't think about uh, and maybe got you thinking, you know, in, in a different way about what you're carrying with you on a regular basis. Well, guys, like I said, that's it for episode 647. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Make sure you click the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. And that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And don't forget, if you're looking for more preparedness and self-reliant information, head on over to PrepperWebsite.com, where we link to 8 to 12 articles every day of the very best self-reliant articles out there. We also have pages dedicated to alternative news, firearms, DIY, Bible prophecy, frugal living, and homesteading. And lastly, don't forget to join the email list if you haven't. When you do, I'm going to send you a free PDF on 25 handpicked preparedness articles that you should read. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next week, stay prepped and aware. Peace.